This call is now being recorded. Wendy, this call is now being recorded in the biggest week of college football this year. What's going on? I mean, Trey, it is a week of football. Nothing just really, really excited about this weekend's football games. I mean, I know that we'll probably talk a little bit about last week. Um, but really, I think a majority of what I want to talk about is this upcoming weekend. You know what I mean? No doubt, Wendy. Let's get into last week. Last week, what do you want to start with? Now, listen, you're looking at all these games. I'm not. I'm literally walking around the outside of my office right now. So you run down the list, and we'll get it on. Yep. Okay. Well, we can start with good old Kentucky and Tennessee. Five score would be 44 Tennessee, six Kentucky. Uh <laughs> Did you watch any of that? Yeah, I watched the first 15 minutes of it, and Tennessee's really good. Tennessee's clicking on all cylinders, and Tennessee's defense does not get enough credit, period. Oh, absolutely not. And I cannot believe their, rank, their defense is ranked where they are. I don't know. Trey, I'm just telling you, the defense in the Alabama game was crazy. The defense, Kentucky couldn't do anything. They could not do anything to them. I think they scored two field goals. I don't even know if they got a touchdown. Bingo. And that is that. Insanity. I mean, and and this is the funniest thing about it. Everybody's just talking about how, you know, it's going to be a great game, but Georgia's just going to kill them. And I'm just like, what Tennessee team have they been watching? Have they watching the same Tennessee team I've been watching all year? You know, they got the kinks out early is all I've got to tell anybody. They got their kinks out during the Pittsburgh game, I guess. So it'll it'll definitely be interesting, but Kentucky goes down and really didn't give much of a fight. You know what I mean? No, weak, weak game. I ended up started playing Yahtzee, so tells you anything <laughs> about that game. I was like, oh, we're not going to do this. Let's just play some Yahtzee. That's right. Well, then we've got the Florida-Georgia game, 20-42. Georgia pulls that out. But, you know, the beginning of that game looked a little bit different. You know, I mean, I don't think – I'm going back to Georgia's got some really good tight ends. I don't even know if they have wide receivers on their their team this year. They've got some really good tight ends. I don't – again, I'm just still not overly impressed with Georgia. What about you? I mean, I'm just not overly impressed with them. Yeah, well, I mean, when you watch Georgia in that Florida uh, – Georgia in the Florida game, I mean, listen, the first ten minutes you're looking at the game, and, and Georgia's just a lot better than Florida is. Now – Florida, it seems like Georgia maybe let off the gas a little bit, but then Florida kind of comes back and makes it a game. And when Georgia, need, Georgia needed to cut on the gas again, he, they, they put on the gas again and ended up dominating the game. So, you know, it just seems like when Georgia wants to turn it on, they turn it on. But, uh, you know, in, a decent game because Florida did come back kind of in the midway through the third quarter and you kind of you sat up in your chair a little bit and, woke up from your nap and, and kind of was excited for four or five minutes, and then Georgia just blasted them. Then they blasted them, that's right. Well, Trey, I think the very best SEC game last weekend was this Ole Miss-Texas A&M. Ole Miss ends up pulling it out 38-28. No, I'm sorry, sorry. 31 Ole Miss, 28 Texas A&M. It was a phenomenal game, though. That was a phenomenal game. Best game of the day, in my personal opinion. Yeah, best game of the day, Ole Miss, you know, Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin's just a good play caller, and, and, and you know, it's going to be a game with Alabama later in the year, but 
you know, I don't know. Just I, I'm I'm starting to get with A and M like South Carolina. I mean, I don't even know. I can hardly watch Texas A and M, and I don't listen. Jimbo Fisher can be all he wants to be, but I, if you I just want to say this: if you watch a Texas A and M game and the Texas A and M quarterback comes off the field, every time a quarterback from Texas A and M comes off the field. Jimbo Fisher is looking at him like, what in the world are you doing? Right. I mean, like every single time. Watch the game. Every single time the quarterback runs off the field, Jimbo Fisher has this look like, what in the world are you doing out there? And if I was a quarterback, I wouldn't like that. I mean, you're out there in the heat of battle. You're out there in the heat of battle. The last thing I want is to come off in a coat every single time getting up in my grill. I don't know if he can find a quarterback that wants to play for him and I'll be honest with you, A&M's a terrible team to watch. Don't like watching them. Well, I don't like Jimbo Fisher, and Texas A&M has got to do something. I mean, whether they've got the money to get rid of them or not, the play calling is atrocious at times. I mean, even not a never-been-a-football-player-a-day-in-my-life certainly can't pick up on everything on the football field as far as schemes go or penalties go. But I can tell you this. You, I mean, Trace, 31-28, that's a close game. I mean, that's not a blowout by Ole Miss. That's not a, you know, that's not a huge, crazy loss by Texas A&M. But the, the greatest thing about that whole game was this little thing called Lane Kiffin's uh, press conference after the game. And you know what, Jimbo Fisher? You are a clown. You are a clown. You got on live television and you went toe-to-toe with the greatest coach of all time. And look what happened. Look what happened to you. All year long. You couldn't beat a good team if your life depended on it. You got a terrible coach. You're probably your players hate you. You're probably the other coaches hate you, but you're paying them so much they're not going to go anywhere. It's absolutely atrocious that a program with this type of money looks the way that they look now. It's just it's atrocious. It's, it's honestly, if I'm a parent of a kid on that team, I'm pissed off. At this, because they've lied to me. They've lied to these parents, is what they've done, in my personal opinion. So, as far as I'm concerned, I hope Jimbo Fisher loses every single game for the rest of the year. And good job, Ole Miss. I'm glad Ole Miss beat Jimbo Fisher. You know what I mean? I don't want Ole Miss to win any other game. (laughs) But that game, I'm just fine with. So, Trey, other than that, there was nothing really going on other than those couple games in the SEC. So, I think we turn it up to. The the two biggest games, in my personal opinion, of the year are this weekend. No question, Wendy. And let's get into this week's games. I mean, this is the week. Everything's falling into place for the for the Georgia Tennessee game. Everything's falling into place for the Alabama LSU game. And and, and you start talking about the Alabama LSU game. Well, let's hit that one first. The Alabama LSU game, you know, three or four weeks ago was kind of looking like just kind of another game. Once right. again, the Alabama LSU game probably, probably used to have Ole Miss in there, but probably will determine the SEC West. And Alabama's got to go to Baton Rouge at night. Alabama has yep. got to get over the hump of traveling and playing well. Yep. Um, and, and that has been a bugaboo for several years now with an Alabama team. So, uh, you know, I like Alabama to go down there, and, and I think Alabama finally might get to a point where they turn it on, where they say, listen, We've been we've been kind of messing around. We've been trying to figure out what's going on. Heard Saban talking about Bryce Young really hadn't been healthy the past two or three weeks. Hopefully last week, you know, with the off week, he's going to be ready to play. And 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 I mean, he, here's the thing: these guys train all year long 
for these type games. If you're right. not going to be prepared and you're not going to be ready to play and you're not going to ball out in games like this, I don't know what you're doing with your life. This is the time you've got to go out there if you're Alabama and play. And what do they have to play against? They have to play against a quarterback for LSU. Now I can't remember the guy's name, but he's really good that can run and throw the ball. So can you stop the quarterback? If the answer is yes, you win. If the answer is no, Bama could be in trouble. Right. Well, the one thing going for Bama, too, we didn't talk about is this offensive line on LSU side. They have a young offensive line going up against our defense, right, who, yes, at times our defense has not shown up. I do not believe that will be the case this Saturday, mostly because that locker room knows as well what we know as fans that everything rides on us. Alabama, well, I guess other than the LSU year, Joe Burrow, have really not had a bad season, quote, unquote, in 15 years. You know what I mean? So what the position that the Alabama players have put themselves in is why we are here, correct? I mean, (laughs) at the end of the day, we have to win this game. So I think for me, Trey, the interesting matchup will be their O-line against our defense. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? How are – what is their – what scheme do they think they can come up with to keep our quarterback off of their quarterback? Right. you know, their defense, they've got a few players on it. I'm not super concerned about their defense matching up against our O-line. But, again, I always go back to environment. Um, Trey, I know you've been to games there, and I know that everybody says Tennessee is loud, okay? But they just said that this year. The loudest stadium that any SEC fan has ever told me is at a little place called Baton Rouge, is that correct or incorrect? Does I, yeah, I mean, it's loud. I think the weird thing about LSU, if you get down there at a night game and everybody talks about night games and all this other stuff, yeah, it's kind of crazy. The funny part about it is the stadium is lit up. Like, inside the stadium, the field is lit up. But the surrounding areas, to me, are real dark. So it's kind of like all eyes are on the stadium. They get in yeah. there. They got fireworks. They're rocking and rolling. And and listen, it's like the stadium kind of goes straight up. So right because it's below sea level. Yeah, well, the, and the fans are kind of like looking down on you. I mean, it's kind of like when you look up, it's not like they're kind of drifting off. It's like you're looking up at a vertical sea of fans. And listen, LSU with the shot to to, to maybe win the West with some momentum. They're going to be rocking and rolling. Yeah, they are. They want, to, they want to beat Alabama. Everybody wants to beat Bama. Everybody wants to take us out of the run. And I want to remind everybody listening, because I get on one about this stuff. I'm tired of everybody talking about close games. Let me explain something, fellow SEC fans. Every single game that the University of Alabama shows up for, we are getting – everybody's best game. We're getting every best play call. We're getting the kitchen, everything but the kitchen sink thrown at the University of Alabama. Every game. Oh, yeah. Every single game. So this whole idea that, oh, well, you can't lose games by a touchdown, a field goal, a point here, there, and everywhere. Okay, well, not everybody's getting everybody's best game. Not everybody's getting everybody's best game. Alabama gets everybody's best game, best game plan, best trick plays, Best everything on the planet. So I'm just so tired of the narrative. Trey, in 2012, I think it was 2012, I'd have to go back. We won every game by a field goal and made it to the championship and won. Every game by a field goal. 
it wasn't a problem, right? It wasn't a problem back then. But now all of a sudden, because Alabama has set ourselves so far apart, we can't mess up. We can't have a game where we lose by a point or a couple or, you know, three points. It's not plausible anymore. Well, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. So I'm just tired of the narrative. I'm so tired of the narrative. Road noise is a real thing. Getting into other people's stadiums with these young kids and these nerves, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. And, yes, we lost to Tennessee by three points with some really crappy officiating. (laughs) Really crappy officiating. But guess what, Tennessee? You beat us. Good for you. You got your big emotional win. Good for you. I'm so glad it seems like you're. Yeah, well, I'm so glad you seem like you're you're really over that Alabama Tennessee game. It feels like you're dealing with it really well. Well, I probably haven't, but you know, it's I'm just it's the narrative. It's these crazy, and nobody else gets these narratives but the University of Alabama, the Ohio State of the world. Just Alabama gets these narratives. Well, I know, but, I mean, when you're Alabama and you've done what you've done for 10 years, I mean, how many more times can you talk about, well, what Alabama do? Well, they beat the team by 35 points and never they never had a chance. Well, at some point, you have to talk about something else. So, I agree, Trey, but hold on to that fact, okay? So we gave them – we turned it up a little bit for them, didn't we? We spiced it up and we gave them better games, and that still didn't make them happy. Well, it made it, hey, it makes make me the happy. happy with the University of Alabama. Well, I'm not That's worried not about right. the media. I, I like the close games. I mean, I like to win the close games, but I like right. the close games. So I do too. You know, you, you pick your poison with that. And listen, so what what do you think Bama's going to do? Give me a score pro dip. Okay, I I think Bama goes in and blows them out. I'm with you, Trey. I think that they're they're ready. They understand what this means to them, to their fans, to their to their coaches. I think Alabama comes in. I think we beat them by 14. I'm going 38-21. That's what I'm going with. 38-21. to 21. I think this is going to be a lot lower scoring game. I think Brian Kelly's a really good coach. I think that's kind of been missed. I think I said that last week on the pod. They lost a the game early with some mistakes. and they, you know, They've kind of run the table since then. So, yep. Um, I think it's going to be a lower scoring game, though. I really do. I think LSU's going to try to control the ball some, not as many possessions in the game. And I think the game's going to stay under the 20, 21, 24 point range, maybe 24, 14, maybe 25 to 17, something like that. But I think Bama needs to win it. Oh, we have to win it. If we don't win it, that's it. I mean, I don't even think the other scenarios could happen where we could win it. Um, but roll tide and Trey. The second biggest game. Actually, before we flop over to the um, the Tennessee-Georgia game, we do have, just real quick, we've got Florida, Texas A&M. I hope Florida kills them. I'm sure you yeah. won't watch it because you don't I won't. I won't watch it, and I'm telling you this. I want to make sure I, I tell you this. I'm not watching Texas A&M the rest of the year. I, I can't okay. do it. I would rather watch Syracuse play than Texas A&M, but go ahead. <laughs> We've got Kentucky-Missouri should be a good game. I see Kentucky pulling that out. Uh, we have got South Carolina-Vanderbilt. Uh, you know, not a lot being said about Vanderbilt this time of the year, but South Carolina has to go to Vanderbilt. They should be able uh, to figure that game out. Trey, other than the one we're getting ready to talk about, well, well, you got well, you got the Auburn football Tigers. That's what I was going to say. You got Auburn and Mississippi State, which Trey, the Auburn Swim and Dive Club team there. I mean, maybe with the coach gone, they do what all these other teams do, that when they fire the coach in the middle of the year, the players come out and play lights out. I mean, 
if I was a betting person, I'm telling you I'd go with Auburn. <laughs> telling you I'd go with Auburn. I think they're going to beat Mississippi State. I think with Harrison being gone, the, the locker room's happier, and these guys are going to go out and play for, what is it, Cadillac Williams? Is that who's the coach right now? Yeah, yeah. Cadillac Williams is named the intern coach, so Cadillac Williams will be taking the Auburn Tigers to Mississippi State. I still think Mississippi State uh, Mississippi State is probably the better team. I like Mississippi State to win the game. They're at home. Mississippi State's going to play a lot better at home. Home, trying to kind of, kind of get the ship right. And 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 to all the Auburn fans out there, listen. Rough little patch here. It, it was kind of odd. This guy, the Harson guy, obviously was let go this week. He never seemed like a good fit, like from yeah. day one. Um, and oddly enough, almost should have beat Alabama last year. Um, you know, and six, six six months later, the guy's fired. So, just not a good fit. And that's what Auburn needs to get back to is a good fit for Auburn. It yep. feels like, you know, feels like Auburn needs to kind of hire an Auburn guy with some Auburn so ties and get that program settled back down because we all know Auburn's a sleeping giant if they can get the right coach in there. But just remember um, to our little podcast listeners, Wendy Jarday was the very first person to call that Brian Harson would not make it to the end of the year. And I was right. I was right. I yeah, you were. Him. You called that. You I, called on that. On the podcast, all anybody has to do is go back and listen to last year. After their bowl game, I said to Trey, this guy will not make it through the year next year. His players don't like him. He's not a good coach. He will not be there. And sure enough, so – if the second thing I said could come true, which is Lane Kiffin to Auburn, then I might be a, a sports genius. Maybe. SEC sports genius, maybe. It's possible, but you did call it. And, yeah, listen, these head coaches, let me just say this. These head coaches trying to hire a head coach when he's, like, trying to find a good pair of blue jeans. You know, some jeans kind of look good. Some jeans fit good or feel good, but to match them up with looking good and feeling good and fitting good can be a hard thing, and you've got to do that with these coaches. So you did call it, big call there. And now, well, and congratulations to Auburn for, for this not hanging on for four or five years like some teams do. So yeah. congratulations to the Auburn fans that now can get out there, get a better hire, and then get back up into the SEC game. You know what I mean? So we'll see what Auburn and Mississippi State can do, but – Trey, the, the last game to talk about is this, <laughs> this uh, Georgia-Tennessee game. And when I tell you, I don't see a way that whether Georgia or Tennessee wins that they don't go to the SECE. So much would have to just blow up. But, man, I, I'm, I have this weird feeling that Tennessee's going to go into Athens and just kill them. Well, I mean, I just have this weird feeling that they're going into Athens and they are going to kill them. Well, what are your thoughts? Yeah, let me let me tell you this. Tennessee's like a locomotive going down the tracks, and Tennessee has got all the fuel, and they're literally headed down the tracks. And in Tennessee, I'm not sure they even know where the break is. I, I don't right. think they know where the break is. I think they're hauling down the track, and anything that gets in their way, they're going to blast. That's right. So you're going to have the people from the hills of Tennessee, Tennessee, going down to Georgia. It's going to be a crazy environment. Wendy, I read that this is the highest regular season game ticket that has ever been for a college football game, um, if I was reading that headline right. But, listen, all eyes of college football will be tuned in to CBS at 2.30. Yep. Uh, there might be 30 million people watch this game, and – 
you know, what can Georgia do to figure out how to slow down Tennessee? I don't know. I mean, I don't know either. So, Trent, you know, to get ready I, I, I really podcast, see. I watched Georgia. I watched them. I was like, you know, I'm just going to watch Georgia. Other than their tight end play, they have some really strong, big, bad looking tight ends, okay? I will give you that. I just don't see anywhere else on the field where they're more than what Tennessee's bringing right now. Well, let me, here, here's what you got to really pay attention to, and that, this is the part we don't understand: is how is Georgia going to scheme up against Tennessee's offense? And I think Georgia had a really good playbook watching Alabama try to do it. And what you do is, well, Alabama really didn't slow them down. Okay, so then you say, you know, Alabama was bound and determined not to let Hooker run the ball. Well, Hooker didn't run the ball; he just threw it over their head, and they scored 700 points. Right. So does Georgia say, hey? We're going to play back. We're not going to let the home run ball get us. And if Hendon Hooker wants to run for five or six or seven yards and get blasted by one of our five-star athletes, we're going to let him do it and see if the guy can hold up. Because I want to to explain one thing to you very clearly. You better have everything you've got on your body if you're a Tennessee player and a Georgia player. You better have everything strapped up, buckled up, taped up, because there is going to be a bloodshed out there like you have never seen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, when and you, and they're going to be hitting people. They're going to be hitting people, and it's going to be head on a swivel 24-7 and let the chips fall where they may. I don't, I don't know. It's hard to predict this game because I, I could see Tennessee blowing out Georgia. I could see – I can see Georgia getting out in front and suffocating Tennessee, too. I think yep. what I'm going to call right now, it's hard for me to not call Tennessee winning the game. I think they're clicking. I think they've just got – and I think Tennessee's defense is better than what people want to give them credit for. Yep. And I think Tennessee's going to come out on top in Stanford Stadium. I do, say, What do you think the score is going to be? I like uh, – let's go with Tennessee 35, Georgia – 34. See, I think it's going to be higher scoring, and I'm going to give you my thoughts on Stetson Bennett compared to a Hendon Hooker. Okay, and this is where I think the deciding factor is going to be, and it's going to be those two quarterbacks. Hooker can literally throw a ball, and he does 99% of the time, 60, 70 yards down the field, and there is a wide open somebody down there to catch it. Okay? Happens every game, 100 times a day. I believe that Hendon Hooker is a better quarterback than Stetson Bennett. I believe that they're going to – I do believe I do believe Georgia will get out on top, but I do not believe that Stetson Bennett will be able to keep up with Hendon Hooker's touchdowns. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I see it a much higher scoring game, um, a lot like the Alabama-Tennessee uh, game was. I'm going, I'm going Tennessee 45 – Georgia, 38. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Tennessee can score points. The the question I have is, I'm not sure Stetson Bennett can go point for point for him like Bryce Bryce Young did. I don't think Stetson Bennett can do that. So I believe that the the deciding factor is going to be these two quarterbacks and just whichever quarterback can swing more points, and I believe that that will be him and Hooker. I'm I'm going Tennessee. This is why we – okay, I got you. You're going Tennessee. I'm going Tennessee as well. 
think it's going to be a great game. This is what we live for. I mean, the, the, the small moments of these football seasons that are really good football were really stuff. These games really matter. It is really good two-match team. So, I'll tell you what, I might even put a helmet on at my house and strap it up because it's going like to be. Like this thing. Huh? But Trey, I want you to remember this, too. Those $30 million that are going to watch that uh, Tennessee-Georgia game are going to turn right around, and those same $30 million are going to hit that 7 o'clock day. So don't yeah. you worry. <laughs> it's going to be a day. Like, when I tell you, I, I, I'll probably be up at 6.30 a.m. Saturday morning uh, on the floor. Well, it's, uh, it's gonna, that, that calls for a burnout. So let's get into this. What's your plans for Saturday, Whitney? We'll jump off here. Well, Saturday, because we're playing LSU, Bob always does a phenomenal gumbo. So we're doing it, you know, kind of Cajun style that day. Bob's Since gumbo like, is legit. And I would plan is. on eating at a specific time because if you don't, you won't. So, so. Right, that's so, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's already been discussed. So they're coming over at the halftime of the Tennessee, uh, Georgia game. So okay. we've got that going. So we're just having people over to the house to watch it on the screened in porch. Just an exciting week, nerve-wracking week. And like I said, I mean, everything depends, in my opinion, on this weekend. So, you know, way to go, SEC football. Um, staying in it, you know what I mean? Just staying right here in it, hanging right here in it. I'd really like Ohio State to lose this week. I don't think it's probably going to happen, but that's one of my wishes. So I'll pay attention to a little bit of that. But other than that, Trey, I'm just cranking it up, waiting for 3.30 on Saturday. Yep, I am too, Wendy, and I'm, I think that's what I'm going to do too. I think I'm going to watch it on the screen porch. But, I mean, I've notified anybody and everybody that's in my life that there will be nothing going on for me the second half of Saturday. No. Uh, and, and, I mean, if y'all want to go eat, go eat. If y'all want to yep. go jump on the trampoline, go for it. If y'all want to go build a fire out in the woods, do it because I'm watching football. And don't be asking me a bunch of questions. I want to watch. Yeah, I don't have any way to answer a question either. That's what I was going to say. Go ask your dad. Go ask somebody else. I don't have an answer for you. But listen, I wish we were going to be together watching it, but we can fake time. So I do wish we were going to be together watching it, though. Well, maybe we'll hook up and record some in-game commentary to see see what the vibe is. But listen, I love you. I got to get back to work. I got to sell some insurance. So that part of that part's going really good. I love you. And I hope everybody out there listening is going to have a good weekend. Roll Tide. We need these uh, text threads. I've got Nacho. I've got Nacho in a thread. I've got Barry and Jacob in a thread. We we need to get some of these threads going a little bit more um, and, and, and get some activity going. Absolutely. I think everybody's just nervous. I think everybody's just nervous. I think you'll start seeing everybody pick up tomorrow. Like everybody start kind of getting the guys they going to say what they've got to say. Tomorrow. Yeah. I just think everybody's nervous this week. But listen, I love you. Roll Tide. Go SEC. And I'll talk to you later, baby. I love you too. Roll Tide. Love you. Roll Tide. Bye. 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 I want to explain one thing to you very clearly. You better have everything you've got on your body if you're a Tennessee player and a Georgia player. You better have everything strapped up, buckled up, taped up, because there is going to be a bloodshed out there like you have never seen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, when and you, and they're going to be hitting people. They're going to be hitting people, and it's going to be head on a swivel 24-7 and let the chips fall where they may. 